0: Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone. As he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now
1: up to, to bet, Brett Boone. Hey, welcome everybody. Are you guys having a great
2: time? Yeah.
1: All right, this is the special edition of the Boone Podcast. We are live. At Playball Park and Lumen Field, recreate the official CBD at Major League Baseball. You can check them out at recreate you.com. Invited the Boom Podcast to come out with the people. And Booney, the people have shown up to see the what, belt. The belt. No, they're not here to see you. They're here to see the belt. I'm Rich Rare, by the way, executive producer of the Boom Podcast. That, of course, is the MVP of the celebrity softball game, Brett Boone. Rich, I'm I'm a little disappointed.
3: I, I'm looking at the feed now on our on our uh, on the camera. Right, Your, yours look better than mine. My lighting's bad, and I'm a stickler for it. Richie Sexton, a good buddy of mine, always tells me, "Booney, it's all about lighting." And for some reason, you look cooler than I do on the on the uh, on the of, graphic on the here, and I, and I don't like it. And you know, I'm kind of a kind of a girly man.
1: Because the star shines so bright from you to me, I'm basking. And your sunlight today. It. Let me bring over my buddy Lou Bernardi. Lou, stand over here with me. For those of you watching on YouTube, that's the belt right there. That's the championship belt that Brett Boone won last night at the celebrity softball game. Booney, two home runs, outpitched Jenny Finch. Well, kind of. And uh, I, I got lit up. I got lit up
3: on the mound. Um, you know, Okay we go into all these events and, and I've done a ton of events over my uh, over my lifetime as far as golf and softball and, and celebrity events. A lot of the time it's yes, this is what we do and, and let's get through it. And I had that feeling last night. I remember I was doing a, I was doing an interview before the before the softball game they said booty, are you looking forward to it I said, you know it sounded like a great idea two months ago. I said, but I woke up this morning and I felt a little bit of anxiety. Like, man, I better turn it out for these Seattle fans. They, they've they been so great to me over the years. And um, I ended up having a lot more fun than I thought I was going to have the celebrities. I, I, I can always count on the athletes doing a great job. But I'm thinking these celebrities, these singers, these songwriters, how are they going to do? I'll tell you what. They were raking 21-19 final score. And when it was all said and done and it was wrapped up, I had a great time.
1: Joel McHale was outstanding. Outstanding. Mike Cameron got his revenge against Jenny Fitch, took her deep. Yes, he did. Uh, You had two home runs. It's an amazing, amazing time. All right, so let's run through everything. We're going to be here at the Recreate booth inside Playball Park. Again, recreate underscore you dot com for the brand new CBD of Major League Baseball. We're going to have all kinds of great guests coming on. The first part of the week we're going to talk with Jeff Nelson,
3: Jeff Nelson and Mike Cameron. And Mike and Mike Cameron. 2000, 2001, uh, they were here the last time the All-Star Game was here 22 years ago. We'll go over that. Uh, hopefully coming up later in the week, we're going to get some more stars. Uh, I'm gonna to to, I'm going to try to get that 2001, keep that theme. The guys that were here 22 years ago, what that season was like. Last time it was in Seattle. What was their experience? I saw Randall, Lou Pinella, my beloved skipper, who I, who I love to death. Hopefully, we're going to have him. Felix Hernandez is around here. He's not on the old one team, so I don't know if he right. qualifies. But Felix, obviously, storied career. He's going into the Mariners Hall of Fame this year. So, uh, we're going to have some surprises for you, but some good guests.
1: All right. So, sit back, relax. We're going to have our first couple, our fierce couple guests. We'll check back with you a little bit later in the podcast the Brett Boone show live at the all-star game in Seattle, 2023
2: with all these great fans. Yeah. Yeah! Take your business further with a smart and flexible American express business gold card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit U S restaurants and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at slash business gold card. All
3: right, here we are. We're at T Mobile Park. Uh, we got the Brett Boone podcast, and I got an old teammate of mine, Jeff Nelson, his four time World Series champion, chatting about it earlier. Pretty awesome. We're going to get into that a little bit. Nelly was also a teammate of mine in 2001, that magical. Uh, Seattle Mariners season. He was an all-star that year. There were eight of us, Uh, and it's pretty cool getting to catch up, seeing a lot of guys from the past that you don't run into every day. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Jeff Nelson to the program. Jeff, thanks for coming on. Oh, my pleasure, Booney. So, what's up? You're back in Seattle. It's been, what is it, 22 years for us. You know, let, let me let me go back to the beginning. Me and Nellie have a background, okay? It's it's 1990. Nellie's a, a seasoned veteran in the minor leagues. I'm a new draft pick for the Seattle Mariners. I get, I, I get sent to Peninsula, Virginia, playing for the Peninsula Pilots, uh, which is an A-ball affiliate of the, of the Mariners back then. And a guy by the name of Jeff Nelson gets sent down. Now, I'm 22 years old, 21 years old. I don't know who Jeff Nelson is this But I know that there's this guy that came down and he's he's mad because he got sent down to A-ball. A year later, his life's gonna change, he's gonna, and he's gonna end up having a, a long major league career, like I mentioned. In four rings. but tell me about 1990, Peninsula yeah. Nelly coming to coming to A-ball again. What are you thinking? Talk a little bit about that summer. Oh uh, well, I was in Williamsport and I was
0: a starter. And I wasn't doing well, so it was a Double A team that then. And they said, "Okay, we're going to send you down, and we're going to make you a closer because we don't have." They have Mike Schooler was the closer in Seattle. Said, "Oh, we're going to we're going to make you a reliever." So I was going back to A Ball for the fifth year. I think I've been to A Ball like five years. So I go down, and the next thing you know, Ross Grimsley was the pitching coach, and I wasn't happy. I was like, "You got to be kidding me! I'm going back to A Ball." And I'm like, dude, my career is going to be done. I'm probably, I think I was 23 at the time, 22 at the time. And I said, oh, I'm probably done. So I'll go down and, and mess around. And I started closing. And it was one of those things that I could always bounce back. I could always, like, you know, throw multiple days in a row. And I think it was one of the things with this, as a starter. It was like I would start losing speed about the fourth or fifth inning. And, and next thing you know, they're like, oh, you know, we're going to make you a reliever. But going down, I mean, we had a, we had a great time. I mean, it was – we had – Jim Campanis. Uh, remember um, Ron Mullins? He's Molly um, no, and I still I do. talk. He's still a cop in uh, in Kentucky. He texts me every once in a while, and I haven't seen him in years. But we talk, we talk every once in a while. We stayed in that room that we had that what was it called, the Love Shack? With no, remember, no air conditioning. We were like a block away from the beach. Holes in the bathroom walls, and me and Molly stayed in that one room. And all we had was a fan. There was no AC in that place. But it was uh, the minor leagues were the best, you know. I thought, you know, the travel, and it's funny. You would think that, you would think that guys would like backstab each other because everybody's trying to shoot to get to the big leagues. But everybody's like a team. Everybody, everybody came together, even in Double A AA and Triple A. As much as you want this guy, you know, you think, okay, I'm competing against another starter. You competing against another second baseman. You think, you would think that, hey, you know, I want this guy to do bad. I don't want him. I don't want him to go ahead ahead of me. But it's one of those things that that you know everybody you know you just became a team and everybody you rooted for everyone it didn't matter you know if one guy was doing better than you or you were doing better
3: than them a year later i'm in jacksonville that was my first regular season we were teammates again and and i remember i was playing second base and i'm looking down the left field line now you got to remember jeff nelson was a starter over the top conventional starter your your whole career and all of a sudden i remember seeing you in the bullpen and nelly's dropping down three quarters that 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 uh technique that we we learned over the years you know uh he was that three-quarter guy that sidewinder that come out of the pen and he was set up set up man for many years but that kind of changed your your history yeah. what, going forward
0: i was um i was a big dennis eckersley fan i love watching dennis eckersley so one time in jacksonville i don't know how many months maybe it was like a few weeks into the season i took jim campanis we went in the bullpen, and i said i'm gonna start emulating uh, Eckersley because he was three quarters so i started throwing like him and all of a sudden my fastball started moving I, my sinker was bigger and then i started going that same slider same grip and it all of a sudden it got really big and campanis came to me said don't change he said that's it i think i hit him i threw my first slider and i want to say when he went to catch it i might have hit him in the chest with the ball that it broke so hard and so and so big that he went out to catch it and it smoked him in the chest, I think. But it, and then he said, "Do not change. Always throw from that angle." And I never did. And then the next year, I went to winter ball after I went to Puerto Rico in '91, and I led the organization in saves, led the Puerto Rico in saves, and then I made the team the next year in '92.
3: And it's amazing because you you were talking, you know, done. Talking, yeah. talking about it. You said, "You know, I might be done. I'm back in A-ball again. And one change." In a pitch in how many years? 17 years in the big league? Yeah. League? I forget how many years you up, but it was a lot. Seven
0: and a half in the, in the minor league. Seven years in the minor league.
3: Yeah. Uh, New, York, uh, New York, and we were talking about this over breakfast this morning. Uh, Nelly won four rings. We got a lot of people that come on the Boom podcast, a lot of great, great players. And I'm in that category too. I never won a ring. I was lucky enough to go to a World Series, get a little bit of taste, but I was talking to. Jeff this morning, and I said, Nelly, you realize how lucky you are to have four rigs and how unbelievable you're walking around life? Not too many people have one ring. And as a young player, I, I thought, man, 1995, I had a great Reds team we go to the postseason. And, oh, man, I'm going to get, you know, three or four rigs in my career. I look up, 99. Uh, I got to go to a World Series. got whooped by Nelly's Yankees. Um, but it just puts it into perspective every year when when you see that world series trophy being given away when you see that nba championship that uh, in the nfl that super bowl title i i i as a guy that's been there and, and done it and never won a ring i i look at that celebration on the field and i go hey, these yeah. current athletes appreciate what they have because it's such a hard won, thing to do Ford, you won four talk, talk me through it and and do you realize at this stage of your life how special your time was in New York. You won know nine, yeah,
2: eight, eight nine, Yeah, I don't think that'll ever happen again. I don't know if anybody will ever win row. three in
0: a row.
3: That's again. unbelievable.
0: You know, when you're playing in New York, when you go, the expectations level is through the roof. They won 27 World Series titles. You had Mr. Steinbrenner was alive back then. The media put a lot of pressure on you. The fans were nuts. You know, you got to do, you, you got to be great every day in New York. And you know, you're not going to be great every day. But everywhere we went on the road, you know, it's we had a great following. So playing playing in New York was like playing a playoff game every day. You know, because you have the pressures of winning all the time. We won in '96, and the one thing that when we had great players, I mean, we look back and you look and you. We had a reunion, a 96 reunion a few years ago. It was the 20th, I think it was 2016. And you don't realize what kind of players that you played with until all of a sudden everybody's going to their position during Old Timers Day, and you're looking around, you're like, you got to be kidding me. And you're wondering what, like, the current Yankees or the opposing team, I wonder what they see when they see all these guys out in the outfield or in, and, and around the pitching. William Cohn Cone and Jimmy Key, Cecil Field, I mean – Bernie Williams, Jeter. I mean, Posada. You just keep going on and on, and it seemed like every year, Mr. Schreiber would kind of mix it up. He would keep the same, say, the same twenty-two guys, and then the next next thing we get Chuck Knobloch. and then we go, we get Roger Clemens one year, and then we get David Justice. So the expectation to win was so much greater than anywhere else, and you could never stay complacent because oh, we won one, we're good. Because most teams, I mean, when you win one, they're just happy. You know, they don't care what happens the next year. But with the Yankees, it was one of those things that everybody wanted to get back. Like in 2000, we backed into the playoffs. I think we only won 86 to 88 games. And everybody was like, oh, we're old. You know, we went out to Oakland and Eric Chavez, they do the interviews like when they, uh, right, before, right before, like during batting practice, right, they call you up to the desk and they're doing a game interview. And it was uh, project, it was projected on the loudspeaker on the, all the and he's like all oh, these guys are old it's our time to win and you know the Yankees had their run now it's our time and we're like are you kidding me they're calling us old we wound up beating them in five and then we go and we you know we played we played I forgot who we played in, in the oh we played the Mariners and in, in the ALCS we beat them and then we win the World Series against the Mets but you do look back and you're like we won four World Series unbelievable I mean, it's incredible and then we come then i I wanted to come back to Seattle because I wanted to do it here and I thought oh one we were gonna do it.
3: It's and and Yankee Stadium and still to this day it, it's when it, when we're asked, we all get asked you know what was your favorite park to go to? Old Yankee Stadium yeah. right up there. I remember when Aaron got the job in New York uh, you know five years ago, I, I went to see him yeah. and I went walked into New Yankee Stadium and I was in the tunnel. And a lot of the old security guards, right, hey Booty, right. what's going on? You know, it's been it's been 15 years. And I said, old Yankee Stadium or new? And they said, old. Hands down one of my favorite oh, yeah. players. That World Series I got to play against you guys in 99 when I was at the Braves. I'd played in Yankee Stadium several times. Right. But I remember going out to the line the day before, I think it was game three, to, you know, get loose. And something came over me and I went. It's like you could close your eyes and you knew you were somewhere special. Yeah. That was Yankee Stadium. That was the postseason. Aaron I mean, got
0: 57,000 fans. Yeah, I mean, It was the loudest outdoor stadium ever You were, you were ever with played. Aaron
3: in 03 uh, when I was in yes. the booth. And uh, I remember Aaron told me a story. He said, yeah, Jeter told me. He said uh, it was late in one of the games. And, and Derek said to him, he goes, don't worry, Booney. The ghosts will come out yeah and and i'll tell you i've been on the other side of the ledger i was with it in our oh one team yeah where all of a sudden we'll talk about that a little bit later something weird happened but in 1999 with the braves i i think we had you in game three and all of a sudden we go to the ninth inning and somebody hits a homer some freak wind kicks up i think it's a fly ball to right field it's in the seats and i'm going it's happening again so i think there's some truth yeah. to that and uh but an unbelievable place, an unbelievable run for you there. Let's get to 01. It's a magical season, season for all of us. It, I, I can't explain it to people right. when they ask about the 116 win season. I don't think, I don't think we'll ever see that no. again in sports. You know, the Dodgers last year, when they and I'm sure you got asked this a lot, when they were on that pace, hey, do you think they're going to catch right. a record? And you're like, you realize the pace? Not only the pace that you have to be on, but yeah. the pace that you have to keep up. I remember that year, you probably remember it well. All through that season, probably after May, that's all we got asked every day. Are yeah. you going to break the record? And we're like, we still got 50 wins to yeah. even come close. Talk to him about us later. I remember we broke the record. We won the 116. We had a little party, nothing big. But then all of a sudden, 9-11 hit. And, oh, yeah, by the way, we got to go to the postseason. Yeah. Um, so, talk me through your version. We've had a lot of guys on the program talking about that 0-1 season. How special it was. We had eight representatives yeah. at the All Star game. We're at we're at the uh, Playball Park right now at the All Star game. It's been 22 years since since we had eight of our guys and Lou Pinella, our skipper, I out there. I remember it as being unbelievable. The city really came out. Uh, I got to be in a home run derby. I only hit three, but I'll tell you, it was one of the coolest standing ovations I've ever yeah. got and to be back here 22 years later julio's going to get to do that home run derby get that experience i got in 2001 but tell me about the city uh that all-star game and and just the entire season and when we lost how shell-shocked we were because we thought it was a done deal
0: you know because uh 98 when i was with the yankees we won 125 games won 114 in the regular season so it was a similar feeling Every year that year, once we walked on the field, we felt like we never got beat. We were never gonna lose. And if we did, we were shocked. O one was the same feeling. It seemed like every time we would step on the field that we were gonna win. And if we lost, then it was a shock that we that we lost the series or we lost the game. But you know, you take the you take the time that I had in New York. My favorite year of baseball was oh one. The guys that we had, maybe maybe because we didn't have the media at the New York the Yankees had. I mean, we had twenty-five to thirty people that were media members that were following us nonstop every every game. I mean, you would go into Old, state, old Yankee Stadium in the locker room and you couldn't even move. There were so many media people. Uh, you had the fans. You had, but out here it was a lot easier to play. I mean, what we have three or four media guys. You know, yeah. it was hardly anybody. So you know, when we came, Go Field was a beautiful field. It was only what thir- three, four years old, and the city. Playing here in ninety-five and the first time that the Mariners ever made the playoffs, it was electric. We were in the kingdom and it was the loudest I've ever. I mean, I had to yell. If I was if I was sitting next to you in the kingdom, I would have to yell. It was so loud. And then Safeco Field became the same way. They started like gathering around and, and everybody I was I remember I was doing some things out of my house. I was building like a pool house or whatever. And I basically built it for free because I left tickets for every everybody wanted to go to the game. Everybody wanted to go to see the Mariners. Because we, we there was just so much fun to watch. I mean, we had, I mean, we had great players: Mark McLemore and Al Martin and and uh, Stan Javier. I mean, these guys, these guys were utility guys, but they played all the time. And, and it was, we just, there wasn't a bad guy on our team. Our bullpen was unbelievable. When we had Arthur Rose and we had Norm, we had Penny Agua and then Sasaki and myself and uh, and Franklin. I mean, it was we had we had guys that were just incredible. That. that we knew we were gonna win every single game. And Lou and we have Brian Price and the coaching staff, McLaren. You know, we had great coaches at every time it was just it was one of those it was one of those years that I I think that you couldn't wait to get to the park. I mean, I go I go back if we we're playing home and then I just couldn't wait to get to the park the next day. I mean, it was just that much fun. The road trips when we go in and play and the bus rides from the plane to the freaking hotel, it's almost like you wanted traffic. Oh, I remember. I like. Yeah. I wanted traffic. It was like you were in the back, and then Cammy was on the <laughs> mic, and it was a comedy show. I'm like, this is the greatest, and probably three quarters of us were freaking hammered anyway. But it was like, <laughs> okay, where's the traffic? I mean, you just wanted it to continue, and it was just an amazing, it was an amazing year.
3: I remember, go and, and like you said, it was. It was. It wasn't a matter of we went into a city are we going to win of course we're going to win the series it's just are we going to sweep them or are we yeah. going to win two out of three we went to cleveland that year first round didn't play that well you know no. and we didn't have many series where we didn't play well uh we squeaked it out but we knew you know it was a matter of this is how i thought it, and it wasn't an arrogant thing it was just how the season was going it was like a magic carpet right? yeah. it's like we couldn't do anything wrong so it's not that we took stuff for granted, but it was a matter of, well, this is such a special year. We're going to go to Cleveland. We're going to win. We're going to go to the yank, the mighty Yankees. And, yeah, but they're, yeah. they're not a problem for us. We're going to beat that. we got to go to the World Series and play the games to get our rings. But that's the mindset. And like I said, I, I want to emphasize, it wasn't arrogant. It was just how it was going. Yeah. And I remember getting through Cleveland, going to New York. All right, we got to go take care of business there. Uh and we were talking about this early i hit a home run in the eighth and i forget what game it was and we we're we at a one-run lead we end up losing it next next game we get eliminated and i remember getting on the bus and looking at my teammates and there was no words it was like a shock like yeah. i can't believe that happened where on every other team i'd ever been on in my career if we lost that's part of the game but not this team and not that year Tell me what happened to you when we lost, when we got eliminated by the Yankees. Yeah,
0: you know it was it was depressing because I felt,
3: you know, I felt so
0: bad for the city. I felt so bad for Lou. You know, Lou wanted it. I mean, managed here forever, and he, I think everybody thought we were going to get to the World Series, and it was Game Four when you hit the home run in the eighth inning because I pitched the seventh. I pitched the bottom of the seventh, and then you hit the home run, and Arthur Rhodes came in, and then Justice hit the home run to tie it up. And then Sasaki, and I think it was Soriano that wound up winning the game. He had a home run off of Sasaki. And we were down 3-1. And I know Lou after the game was like, oh, you know, I guarantee you we're going to go back to Seattle, we'll wrap this up in Seattle. Me being on the other side when I was a Yankee, and I knew when we had closeout games, when we were going to close out a team, it was over. We always did it. And that feeling that I got after we lost, I was so depressed. And I knew that it was going to be over. I knew it was going to be over in five. And the Yankees were going to beat us. Aaron Seeley was on the mound in game five. I went out by myself in New York City. <laughs> I hit every single bar that I could think of that were open. I didn't come back in until like six in the morning when the sun came up. And because I knew, I knew it was over. And I went to the park, shag flies, did whatever I needed to do. I propped myself up in the bullpen. I sat. I sat back in a chair. Put my feet up on the brick wall, and I'm, I just watched this lose. I knew we were going to be done because it's just that game. If we would have, we would have won that game. If we would have won one nothing, I think the ch- the ties turned because then yeah. all of a sudden now now it's two two, and now we're definitely going back to Seattle. But once we lost that one, I just felt that you know some guys. You know, we had such a great offense, I think so, like our pitching that, you know, that was, that was great during the year, it just, it just fell apart. I mean, we just didn't have, we didn't have enough to beat a team that was so, you, they talk about experience, it was so experienced. And most all those guys of you know, you just got finished winning three World Series in a row and probably 80% of the team was still there. And when you have that experience and you know how to treat the different seasons the spring training, the regular season, and going into the postseason season knowing that, hey, I can't be any greater than you were during the regular season, it, that, that that plays a huge part. And I, I think that's something that maybe we didn't have.
3: We'll always have it. We have reunions time to time. And still, to this day, we're yeah. always talking about it. how the hell did we lose that one. Uh, Nelly. now you're – and we've been talking about your schedule. I, I teased Nelly. I said he's doing 100 games. 180 games in a 162 game season. You're busy as heck right now doing the doing the broadcasting. You're doing the Marlins. You're doing the New York Yankees. Uh, how's that schedule for you? How's life? Yeah, you know
0: I love I love I always love teaching a game,
3: and I try to do it on the broadcast.
0: You know I don't I don't I'll never rip rip guys, but if they're not doing well, I'll explain why what happened. Or uh, you know I'm a big mechanical guy for pitchers, so I can pick apart guys' right. mechanics, and I like to explain that. Uh, in in the broadcast, but I like it. I love baseball. I love traveling. I think the one thing that I miss the most is going to the different cities. You know, going going to even Oakland. I mean, as bad as Oakland is, I mean, just going there. And you know, yeah. I'm going to go to Denver after the All Star break, and I got the Yankees and the Rockies, and just going there and being, you know, it's easier because I know I don't have to ice my arm anymore. But the guys are great. You know, you go up and you just look, and you know, you. You, you find things that other people can't find and, you, you know, you, you look ahead and say, hey, this could happen or this pitch is going to happen. It's something that I always wanted to do. You know, I, when I played here, I you know, you know Dave Softy mahler I mean, you do stuff with him. I have my own radio show here. So it's something that I wanted to go into. And, you know, now I'm with the Yankees and the Marlins and, you know, I don't mind getting busy. I don't mind staying busy. I don't mind doing these games. It's a lot of fun. And I went from probably not ever talking when I was in high school, now, now you can't shut me up. So it's like I have to be told, "Hey, don't talk so much. Let the game breathe a little bit."
3: Well, take care, Uncle Aaron. You're my yes. brother in New York. You know, he has a tough time with his temper now. It didn't seem like when we were playing. Yeah. I was like, I was like kind of the standoffish guy, the chip on my shoulder, and Aaron was always the nice guy. Yeah. Now the umpires hate Aaron. I'm like the good guy. You know, social
0: go. media is so bad. You know, I feel so bad for Aaron because, you know, I, hopefully he doesn't read social media because they just rip right. apart the Yankees oh, and it everything. matter. And it's like, like, what do you expect? It it's like, oh, he gives the same answers all the time. You're like, what, are, what is he going to say? Right. You go to the podium yeah, every exactly. single night. And you're getting asked the same question over and right. over.
3: No, he's doing a hell of a job, and I'm proud. Nelly, yes. it's great, great. catching really up great. I appreciate you. you coming on the Boone Podcast. And I'm sure we'll, we'll be getting together a lot over yes. the next four days. Yep. All right, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. Back here in Seattle at Playball Park over Lumen Field. Uh, welcome to the Booth Podcast. And, and today uh, we just finished up with Jeff Nelson. And now another one of my – he's a podcast alumni is what he is. He's a brother from another mother. One of my favorite of all time. You know that, guys that follow us around. We're, we get together time to time. Uh, up in Seattle, we have a good time. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Cameron, Mike, welcome to the program.
2: Thank you to the Boom of Playball Podcast with the Boom.
3: Now, I'll tell you, last night, Cammie, and we're (laughs) going to get to this a little bit later, uh, Mike and myself, we played in our first celebrity softball game. We didn't know what to expect, Mike. Mike did double duty. He had the, the futures game, and you were a coach. Yeah. Now, Mike, and, and, and I didn't preface it with this, Mike is a special assistant with the Seattle Mariners. He works with the minor league. I tease him all the time because last year when the Mariners got on a hot streak, Camby was on the big league side, and they didn't want to let him go they thought it was a good luck charm okay so like, <laughs> they want me back Booty. i gotta go to texas yeah. and I, but he's doing that uh you coached the futures game last night here at the all-star game tell me how that was how's that young talent look there were some big boys when i came for the softball game clearing out of that dugout
2: yeah um on us the, the, what probably the most impressive thing is that i've seen is um these these new arms these pictures of the guys that they have um but the talent level is there uh, these are with them being the future they're the next in line whether they may be an a-ball whether they not made it may not be an a-ball but they're the next guys in line um, to the future of their organizations or maybe the future of someone else's team these guys may be a piece of a puzzle that another team may be to uh, pull from uh, to put their teams together for a playoff run.
3: So yesterday, I'm in Lumen, right? We got all the, all the celebrity softball players, and I'm having dinner. We come over. You guys are clearing out. I'm looking for you. You got there late. We got on the line. We got the standing ovation. That was very cool. Yeah. Um. We start the softball game. So me and Cammie, all right, and, and I don't mean to bring this up, but Seattle Mariners fan, we always talk about it. Back in 2000 and was it two? 2002, Cammy and myself were both in a slump. We're both not hitting good. Lou messes with the lineup. He puts us back to back, which rarely we ever hit back to back. We're in Chicago, and everybody kind of knows the rest. We we went back to back in the first inning twice. Never been done. Probably never will be done again. Cammy went on hit four homers. I punched out twice, and then I ended up walking my last at bat. It's the only game in my my career where I went deep twice where I felt lesser than and, and Cammy's coming in and we had we're putting the, we're putting the bats up and he's walking through this tunnel I'm like what about me I went deep twice yeah. I got four ribbies and yeah. I felt like like a scrub like I went over. but what a special night I was there to be a part of it his fifth at bat I remember I'll never forget this I'm standing on first base Paulie Canerco's at first you got a 3-0 count and I turned to Paul and I said Paulie if there's ever an exception to swing 3-0, because we were blowing him out. Back yeah. then, the unread rules are if you're up by nine, you don't swing three zero. And I said, if there's ever an exception, you should – I knew you weren't going to swing. Yeah. I said, they should let him. He goes, Booney, if Cammie swings 3-0 right now and hits a homer, I've got no problem. I knew yeah. you were going to take it. Takes it right down the middle. I think you fouled it back 3-1. 3-1, I
2: fouled him straight back,
3: yeah. And then 3-2, he hits – and I'm at first, and, you know – We can tell when a ball's going out of the park and when it's not. He smoked the ball to right. I knew it wasn't going out. But I said, "How that's going to get the fans excited. But I know it's going to the warning track. Yeah. It did. He was probably about eight, nine feet away from five, which has never been done. That would have been ridiculous. Four is ridiculous enough. But – that's kind of how Cammy and I are, are linked and will forever be linked. Yeah. And I tease him all the time that one day I'm gonna be the guy to hit the four and he's gonna be the one to hit the two. But uh so we go to the softball game last night and I'm leading off and we're talking like what do you think? You know, I gotta feel these balls, how are they jumping? How far is that fence? And I'm thinking I'm gonna try to pull one down the left field line. And boom. I hit a good one. I did the two-strike, the step-back, and the homer, and Cammie's looking at me. I'm round third. I went went to the new school with the stutter step around third, (laughs) something I would never do in my life. But I figured it's 2023. The young kids that don't know who we are, they'll love it. Exactly. So I did that. Cammie's waiting for me at home. Play gives me a high five. I said, you're next, man. You're next. Sure enough, Cammie goes deep again. And now the pressure's on me. And now I got <laughs> and now I got Adam Jones throwing heater. Well,
2: come on. And you're winning our kick.
3: I ended up popping up my next bat. Cammy hits another one, he gets robbed.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Uh,
3: so our dreams went away. We didn't go back to back twice. But still talk about last night how fun I was impressed at the celebrities that came out here. I I knew the athletes, what they're going to do. Yeah. But I didn't expect that much from the other guys. It was a pretty yeah. impressive game.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, having those guys uh, and the girls that were there, um, being able to catch ground balls. I mean, obviously we had a, uh, a, a two real softball players that played in that. Uh, right. Uh, right. On, on and, the, on one, the, and one was pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jenny Finch wasn't really happy to her.
3: Jen. <laughs> they finished. I took a deep to lead the game off and she kinda of gave me that
2: look and I said, that, yeah, yeah, it's gonna get worse. Yeah, too. that face that facial expression changed. I thought she was gonna to try to give me one of the fastest that she gave King Felix. But yeah, like they, they, they could catch and they square the ball up pretty good. So um it actually wasn't a bad softball game. They had a couple of bad innings where we just dominated, but uh for the most part it was one of the best cleanest Softball celebrity softball games I've seen plays before. And uh we're lucky we're gonna
3: win this I'll tell you what, and I was I was kind of cheering. I was catching the final inning. It was the fifth. We played five innings and we're winning. So we're hitting the bottom of the fifth. I said, you when they to tie this up, minutes. I'm gonna go deep in the sixth to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Jay yeah. I think uh, they ended up making the last out. We win. I had a lot more fun than I thought I was going to have, because we do a lot of this stuff. It's, you know, it's entertainment for the yeah. fans of Seattle. It was cool. A great crowd came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, they gave us some love, Yeah, and, and it was a lot of fun. I didn't expect to have that much fun. I actually enjoyed myself, Yeah, and, and I had a good time. I was I was beat up at the end, but it was a lot of fun.
2: I'm still struggling right now. My groins are hurting, my low back. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess running on that grass and tennis shoes. When you got to use like your little small muscles, it's not a good thing. But I enjoyed it, man. You know, although I have been there, been been at the stadium all day yesterday, uh, it was a joy to be able to share with, uh, you know, some old teammates and uh, guys that we played against and uh, and a great turnout for the people. So, and everything was set up nicely. Everything was set up real nice. I'll tell you what, I
3: go back. back. I'm sure you get asked as often as I do about the 2001 All-Star Game. Safeco Field was pretty new. Uh, This city, as everybody knows, was absolutely on fire. We won 116 games. It was magical. We had eight representatives in the All-Star Game, and our skipper, Lou Pinella, who who we got to see last night. We'll catch up with this trip. Uh, But I'll tell you, to this day, it was my first start. I mean, it was, it was a really cool moment for me. Joe Torrey let me hit fourth. Yeah, yeah. He said, Booty, you deserve it. And, yeah. and you know, as much as I was and as much as a character as I was, like, of course, Boone's hitting fourth. That's yeah. what I would say. But really, when I was by myself, I'm like, this is really cool. A-Rod's hitting in front of me. Manny's hitting behind me. And it was an honor for me. It really it was it was humbling, is what it was. Anyway, but what I remember a lot about that All Star because it was your first All Star game. Yeah. And I remember you got the call, and a lot of us play the game, and we we say the right things to the media. But you were like a little kid when you found out you were going to the All Star game, your first one in that magical season. And I remember I. A lot of the joy I had that All-Star game, I remember, was watching you. Watching Cammie because it was genuine. You were going around looking for your picture. Where's my picture, Where's my picture? on the pillar? And they mic you up, and, and you're up. Great when, and I'll tell you what, you throw, you throw a mic on Mike Cameron, all he's got to do is smile, and he'll go out amongst the people. And uh, I'll tell you what, he, he could sell anything. But it, it was really cool. It was really cool watching Mike. How much you enjoyed it, your first All Star game? Just tell me about that—that that whole experience for you. How cool? Uh,
2: for me, I mean, obviously, anytime you get a chance to to be an All Star amongst the guys, it's a great respect uh from the, the people who recognize how well you play. And for me, it was my first one. I mean, considering the situation where I had came from, um, you know, getting traded for Griffey the year before. Uh, you know, and, and kind of getting my feet on the ground and and to Joe to really recognize, like, uh, this guy has had some, you know, a great season amongst the season that we were having as a team. Yeah, I couldn't have been more ecstatic, more excited. The first one in the ballpark over here, I got a chance to play in it. My hometown. Uh, there was nothing like it, man. Uh, I will forever cherish it. And you're right, my name was up on a, a bed sheet <laughs> in the right hand corner over there, so but I enjoyed the hell out of it. I took it all in. Um, I was, um, my kid got a chance to take it all in. Um, and, like, it's forever grateful, man. And we, you know, I, I, I don't know if there will ever be another one like that because of the significance of, you know, Tony Gwynn retiring, Kevin Jr. retiring. And
3: he went deep.
2: <laughs> and he went deep off of Channel Park. So, uh, and then I got a chance to get, like, three at best. Like, Nobody want to play. I I to
3: play all day. I'm telling you, Cammy was like a little kid. He he'll play all day. It was like the mean, doubleheader in the little league.
2: I, I got go a hustle a double.
3: Go get a Slurpee in between games.
2: I got a hustle double, and Moses I like, what are you doing? Like I like drawing, playing baseball.
3: Right. It, and <laughs> it, it, it still to this day, I, I it it blows my mind when you, especially guys stars of the game, yeah. they get picked for like their fifth. Oh, I don't know if I'm gonna go. I'm like you realize the windows like this big enjoy every enjoy your enjoyment because one day it's over
2: one day it's gonna be over and i'm still gonna put a patent on enjoy your enjoyment that's mine so i'm gonna put a patent on my words i, I still need to put it on that
3: but- all right well Kevin, it's a pleasure you're a veteran to the boom podcast now i appreciate you coming out uh, a lot of fun and i love you man
2: always